1: Joining us, Do Young Park. He covers the twins for MLB.com. Do, we talked about it uh, before the news at the top. When you give up 16 walks in two games, that is not a recipe to win ballgames.
2: That, uh, that was one of my favorite. I don't know if favorite graphics is the right way to put it, but that was one of the graphics I enjoyed most and still a draw upon most in my time with this job from the old Metrodome days, the uh, walks will haunt traffic, right? Yeah. With the cartoon yeah. ghost and everything. Yeah, that's proven right. true. I mean, Chris Archer putting the twins behind the eight ball today. Uh, he, with the uh, six walks, tying his uh, season high from two starts ago. And it was just one of those things where he mentioned today, he just didn't have any of his stuff working. And he tried to grit through it the best he could. But uh, when you're making mistake pitches to guys like Rowdy Tellez, they're going to hit those balls a long way.
1: Yeah, got away from the Twins today, and on getaway day, Twins head for San Diego in a three-game series with the Padres on Friday night. Our coverage begins at 8 o'clock, and Doe Young Park joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline, and let, let's start with Archer. Are they going to continue to run him out there based on what we've seen, two out of the three last starts? He's walked a ton
2: of guys. Yeah, two out of the three last starts last three starts, excuse me, has walked a ton of guys, but, um, He's a guy that they've had confidence in all year. I mean, I think even before the stretch started, he had like a three twelve ERA or something like that for the first couple months of the season. And uh, I know he's been a somewhat polarizing figure among a lot of fans that I see on Twitter, at least, just because he's a guy that the Twins protect. Um, They're not going to let him go more than twice through the order most times. Uh, A lot of times that ends in him exiting the game after four or five innings. And that really does, uh, the effect of that is really accentuated when the bullpen is as thin as it has been. But at the same time, like the mold of what the Twins and what baseball has uh, viewed as a capable starter has changed over the years. Four or five innings, a lot of times we'll put teams in positions to win. And I think we've all been kind of conditioned over the years to think, well, a starter's got to go six, seven, eight innings. That's just kind of not how a lot of teams around the business operate these days. And the Twins have often gotten a very solid four or five innings i mean they might not be very pretty but archer's done a great job of limiting the hits in particular this year he's lost his command at times he i think it gets susceptible to nibbling a bit too but um more often than not the results have been there and at least while the arm holds up while the hip holds up and everything like that the twins have a capable four to five inning guy and that still has plenty of value on a team
1: uh, Dylan Bundy took a step back. Before the break, he was uh, showing signs of progress, and then uh, Tuesday night in Milwaukee, uh, not kind to Dylan Bundy, but uh, he is another guy that they're going to need to lean on. They, they hope he returns to form that he had before the break because there, there were a few starts in there that were, were very credible.
2: Well, they're going to have to lean on him more because the options just kind of aren't there for the Twins right now as much as anything else. I mean, he's uh, not a guy that's going to blow you away with the stuff. Um, With the back-end guys, Archer, at least it's throwing mid-90s right now. He's got that power slider and the power change up in the high 80s, low 90s, and that sort of thing. Bundy's not going to touch any of that um, with a lot of his offerings. And so that makes his uh, margin for error in a lot of these starts a lot less. He has had success. He has been hit around. Um, but right now, there's no real return timetable on Bailey Ober. Chris Paddock's obviously down with the surgery. Josh Winder's shoulder keeps flaring up. That's been a recurring issue for him since last year. Uh, Devin Seltzer down in AAA with the Twins running a four-man rotation. He's been, uh, uh, been showing a little vulnerability in his last couple outings as well. There's not that many, there's not that many um, options the Twins have to turn to right now. They've got a core four right now. Uh, who knows how things will change before the trade deadline next Tuesday, but at least for the time being, this is the group the Twins have. And um, the like you said, the White Sox and Guardians are coming up, but uh, this is the group that they're going to have to count on for the time being.
1: Yeah, and uh, Ken to Maeda, uh, we, we do know that any hope that he would pitch in 22 would, would be a bonus. In reality, they're not going to be able to rely on Maeda until next season.
2: No, and it's not going to be as a starter if he's back this year either. I mean, it's kind of going to be a—it's kind of going to be a see what they can get out of him ramp up. He's—I believe he's down in Florida right now, starting a uh, real ramp up down at the Twins minor league complex in Fort Myers, but. Um, you know, there's, there's some hope that he can make it back by September. I think physically um, there's probably a decent chance he'll at least put himself in a position to be in the conversation to pitch. Now uh, as to whether the Twins are in position to need him to pitch and uh, how his arm responds to the outings and that sort of thing, um, I think that's really going to dictate what the Twins could get out of him. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to be a starting pitcher at any point this year, that's for sure.
1: Today's game really wasn't on the bullpen, but uh, you go back to Tuesday night and it did get away from the bullpen late, and uh, you, you don't need to talk to too many Twins fans and, and realize you know when is the bullpen help coming, that there there is a lot of pressure on Derek Falvey and Thad <laughs> Levine to, to make a move and, and make an improvement there, but sometimes easier said than
2: done yeah i mean it's it's funny right because i think um there's always this perception of like well if you're going to make a trade at the trade deadline um, if you need help just go get it um just overpay or whatever or do what you need to do um, they're making the calls that they need to make they're obviously in dialogues with every team around the league to see what their options are and that sort of thing uh a couple things are different this year first of all expanded playoffs um the buyers and sellers are obviously sorting themselves out and we have some idea of that. But um we don't have a full idea of that. Um and I think especially with expanded playoffs, there's a lot of different teams that could be like, Well, we could take a stab at this. We even if we don't fully sell, we might have a shot at this sort of thing and I think both so teams out and oftentimes and oftentimes those conversations are like, Well, we know you have interest, we'll see what other teams are willing to offer and we'll get back to you and those things um take those things often do take time. The other part of it is, well, there is urgency obviously to um, improve this bullpen. It's really been Joe on and Griffin Jacks holding down the show at the same time. If you're rushing that for what, I mean, you're getting like an extra two or three innings um, out of a reliever that you might get in the grand scheme of things. And um, if it takes a quote unquote overpay, maybe that's parting with a higher caliber prospect or, um, or, uh, you know, an extra prospect to throw in or something like that. Um, these obviously make a difference in games. Uh, the bullpen has made a difference in games, but I think of the grand scheme of things, when you're talking about like a three or four extra innings from a guy, I, don't, I just don't know that they're willing to, you know, accelerate the process and just force something through for the sake of doing it.
1: Doa Young Park joining us covers the Twins for MLB.com. Does an outstanding job uh, with the club year-round. though um, I want, want to bring up the return of Miguel Sano. And you, you look at the numbers and in the big picture this season. It's been ugly. He was out for a long time with injury. Uh, tore it up at AAA. But the Twins are in a spot where... He's potentially taking at-bats away from other players that maybe have have proven that they they deserve those at-bats, but they're still paying Sano, and if there's any value, they've got to figure out. So they're, they're in that delicate balancing act right now of getting him playing time to see if he can figure it out.
2: Well, I think uh, one aspect that, well, I don't, I don't want to say helps because it's an unfortunate circumstance is um, kind of the issue with Max Kepler's toe right now, the pinky toe that's broken. The Twins are going to see if he can play through that, but that does open up um, a level for more consistent playing time with Alex Kirilov bumping out to the outfield in that case. Uh, I mean, I don't think it doesn't have to do with the amount of money that they're paying Miguel Sano or anything like that. So much of it is just the fact that, he has shown the capability of being a game-changing bat that can carry an offense before, and you don't even need to go all too far in the past to see that. I think he's obviously a polarizing figure because of the prolonged cold streaks and the strikeouts and that sort of things. and I get it. It's not really like an aesthetically pleasing style of player. That's, but at the same time, the value has been there, and he's been a second-half performer throughout his career, and especially in recent years. He was a big part of that 2019 second half. He was very productive in the second half of last year, And it's just not a guy that you can really give up on easily because of a slow start or, you know, the strikeouts or anything like that. I don't think they're coming into this with any sort of expectations for Miguel Sano. They stuck him in the nine hole yesterday. They're just trying to ease him back in just to see what he can give them. Because like you said, you got guys like Jose Miranda and Alex Kirilov that are performing at the big league level that are big parts of this team's future. At the same time, this offense has been inconsistent. And if there is a impact bat somewhere in there in Miguel Sanoa, and he had been hitting great on his rehab assignment in AAA, uh, it's it's on them to find out, and they're going to try to find out over these coming weeks.
1: Yeah, and Sanoa, as you brought it up, he could carry the team if he were able to get hot. We've seen it before, as as you alluded to. You know, with with a little over two months to go in the season, he gets hot for a week or ten days. That is a huge deal uh, for, for this ball club as as they try and close out a division crowd.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a big, big deal. And obviously, when he gets to those hot streaks is a question. If he gets to those hot streaks yeah. is a question. We've had this conversation with the Twins before. They don't know often when these things are going to come or what helps it click for Miguel. They just kind of... Kind of ride the lows until they get to the highs. And, um, it is true that he is often a slow starter. He was a brutal slump to start this season. Um, it took him a while to get going in 2019 and that sort of thing. That's why they kept him on that rehab assignment for the maximum 20 days. They stretched it out to give him as much of a, of a runway to play as possible. And, uh, they're going to have to find out if, uh, if he's going to play into one of those hot streaks soon because they could use them.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I certainly want to get into more detail on that piece and, and just come get some of your thoughts on, on what you did at MLB.com. Where could the Twins use help at the deadline? We already alluded to the bullpen. Easier said than done because all the contenders want bullpen help. Um, what what are, what are your thoughts ultimately? Because there are some big-time starting pitchers available out there and everyone covets that especially those starting pitchers that are under control could you see the twins taking a lump of prospects and and maybe going out and getting one of those guys one of those frontline guys that might be under control beyond 2022 not a rent to player deal
2: I mean, I think they would sure like to. I mean, I think the focus of this deadline is going to be impact pitching wherever they can get it. We've said over and over and over again, obviously the biggest need is in the bullpen, and I think that's the most immediate need, and I think that's that's kind of the uh, biggest kind of glaring sign for them to fill considering yeah this bullpen has cost them games over the last month and in its current state it probably will continue to cost them games moving forward and that's something they really got to deal with especially as they pressure young guys like Griffin Jackson, and on Duran to really carry that load at the same time I mean you see with Bundy and with Archer and with the uncertainty around Over and Winder and obviously Paddock down they could use another starter to round out a uh, to round out not just the depth but of, of a playoff rotation, but an impact guy who can help them get distance from uh, the White Sox and Guardians in the division in the starting rotation. Like Sonny Gray has come out of his little mini slump, hopefully with that uh, with that big start at Detroit that he had. Uh, Joe Ryan has been been mr cool all year i mean he's been the rock of the rotation they could use another guy in there because you just don't know what you're going to get from archie you don't know what you're going to get from bundy and you don't know what the health looks like from beyond that here's the problem with um i mean the twins have not hesitated to make deals for controllable starters in the past right like even with chris paddock this year he's a controllable guy they brought in kenta maeda in the past sunny gray this offseason, season another one of those guys i mean when they see value in those deals they make them. I don't. I mean, there's. Uh, yeah. I think there's this kind of perception that the Twins don't make those sorts of deals, but they have in the recent past. Maybe not at the trade deadline necessarily, but they have. Um, but here's the problem, and here, here's a problem that the Twins might run into here: the prospect well is drier, especially at the top end, than I've seen it in this organization. Sometime, um, I don't think Royce Lewis is going anywhere. Um, and then behind that, I mean, Austin Martin, his value is a lot lower than it has been. Simeon Woods Richardson has been hurt for about a, has been down with uh, illness for about a month. Jordan Balazovic, the club's uh, Ursvall top pitching prospect, has been has been pitching through injury and not very good this year. Um, and even behind even behind that, I think you got to get to like Spencer Steer and Matt Walner as kind of your uh, your top prospects that you're trying to package in before you maybe dig into like the Jose Miranda's and the Trevor Larnicks of the world as like a true top end kind of bat to sweeten a deal and that sort of thing. And so I think it's going to take um, either creativity um, in terms of a prospect kind of haul that would move the needle on a lot of these things, especially on what's going to be a competitive market with a lot of the big power players also looking for starting pitchers or even, like, parting ways with a guy like Larnick or Miranda, who have been contributors to this big league team. And that's a big um, balance to have to ride, I think, especially since the competition for those top-end starters or controllable starters is really going to be, um, is really gonna be something uh, in the week leading up to this deadline, I think. Uh,
1: no, no doubt. Pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, final thought, and it gets back to your piece at MLB.com. Um, catching and catching depth you bring that up i want to get your thoughts on that a little bit before we let you go
2: yeah i mean they're really gonna have to lean hard on gary sanchez right now obviously ryan jeffers is the guy they want to lean on he's the guy that pitchers pitchers love throwing to jeffers he's really really big in their game planning uh he's down until september with that broken thumb and um, they're gonna lean on sanchez but they've been staying away from caleb hamilton uh the backup they just called up too and i I don't know how much of a market there is for veteran catchers and that sort of thing, but I think if they can um, they can find something for a reasonable price, I sure I sure think they would. Um, that's something that would open their eyes, um, especially as uh, they're going to have to really lean on Gary Sanchez at least in the short term.
1: All right, well, don't always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate you. All right, there he is, Doe Young Park, covers the Twins for MLB.com, and you can find his work at the Twins website and at MLB.com, but he does a phenomenal job with the club.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive
0: Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.